It's kind of cool that you just, like, decided to start one. Yeah. Like, you just, like, well, let's do it. I'm not a podcast person. Mm-hmm. I probably should stop saying that on here, but, like, I don't, I really, like, don't listen to, do you listen to podcasts? I do, a lot, actually. I need to turn this off. Um, what do you listen to? Uh, I listen to a lot of things. Um, I, I, like, kind of jump back and forth between, like, um, serious podcasts and not a serious podcast. So, like, um, I like, my th- I think my favorite one's Reply All, if you've ever listened to that. I've heard of it, but I haven't listened. It's so good. Um, what is it about? It's, they always say it's quote-unquote about the internet. Mm. So, but that's, like, it could mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, so sometimes they'll just do this segment where they, like, teach their boss who doesn't know anything about the internet about, like, memes and stuff like that, and then they'll do, they'll do other episodes, like, where one of the guys got reached out to by a um, scammer, like, saying, hey, we're an Apple technician, and your computer's broken, and he's, like, he, like, investigated, he's, like, why are you doing this? Like, he's talking to the person, the guy's, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a scammer, and you got me, and he's, like, you know what? Just come to India. Just, whatever. And the guy's, like, okay, and he went to India. What? Yeah, <laughs> and he, he's, like, a two-part episode. It was one of the best things I've ever heard. That's so interesting. I love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link to it. It's it's so, so good. Huh. Yeah, they do everything. They talk about everything on that show. It's one of my favorites. I listen to a lot of NPR podcasts um, and goofier ones like My Brother, My Brother, and Me and stuff like that. It's just dumb stuff that is so like white like noise. So you're like super smart? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I test well. <laughs> I test terribly. Really? And I'm also really dumb, so. I test well. Okay, what's what do you want your name to be? Do you want to be who you are? Okay, yeah, it's fine. And um, how old are you, and what do you do? I am uh, twenty eight, and I am a financial analyst. So you are smart. Well, it's not like it's not like it's for a huge like a huge financial analyst gig. It's I'm a spreadsheet monkey. Okay. I think you're the youngest guy I've had on the podcast so far. I think I am too. Yeah. <laughs> so did you listen to everything? Yeah, most really. Of it. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. That I like makes it a lot. So happy. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, um, so you're a financial analyst and you live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your relationship status? I am single. Um, I have been single for um, let's call it a year, because this I was I was in a, a seven year long relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's so long. It's very long. You're right. And uh, I you dated someone for your whole twenties. It was, uh, yeah, I turned, uh, 20, oh my god, what, 20 or 21, 20, right after I met them. We met organically at Lollapalooza, which was, uh... Classic love story. Classic love story. Star-crossed lovers, both there to see Arcade Fire and ESA. <laughs> um, there weren't dating apps. Then. Yeah. And so, when I got out of this Shit. relationship, I was like, what is this? And so, so I was, this is your first foray into, or like this year has been this your first year has foray. Been my first foray, yeah. It's been a journey, I think. I've I've had a lot of good experiences. I've had some weird experiences, but um, I think apps. I don't think there's any way back from it now. Like I think that's where it's going. Yeah, I think it is what it is. I feel like just meeting someone in real life, like that, just seems more charged. Like, yeah. it just seems like when, if you meet someone at a bar and you got, you, you kind of feel like, yeah, I would go out with you. And like that feeling is, you weren't expecting it. And so both of you caught a little bit off guard and it just does feel a little bit more. I think so it was just talking, So you were yeah. in a relationship for seven years. Seven god dang years. That's, was it like happy fun times the whole time? No, I don't think any relationship is, but, um, so we met, um, we went to different colleges. Um. So it was long, long. Re- Long distance the entire seven years? No, we had pockets where it wasn't. Um, then when she graduated, I was already working in Chicago. She got an internship in DC. Uh, she moved out there for the whole internship time. Uh, when the internship ended, she came back and she moved to the city, and I was like, yes, we did it. We did it. It's um, over. It's over, finally. And um, so for about seven months, she lived pretty close to here, actually. And I lived the same place I am now, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, different apartment. That's- Pretty close. Pretty close, like, yeah. I walked over here and it was fine. Yeah. Um, and so um, then uh, her internship, her place of work called her back and they were like, we want you to come back. And she was like, okay. Because it's a really, it's a very good company. Yeah. Um, she moved back there and uh, we tried to make it work for a long time. I tried very hard to find a job out there. and uh, But if you're not in those um, industries like politics, law, 
Yeah. And like healthcare, uh, yeah. there's not really anything out there. So that took a huge toll on the relationship, and um, <clears throat> it was it was really tough for both of us because we both really wanted to make it work, but um, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't work out in the end. And so um, around last year, we were both in just this really bad place. I had um, moved home for a little bit to save money, and I was just miserable because um, I was like considering moving without a job, but I couldn't even get a lease. Yeah. Out there without that. So, yeah. Um, so eventually I was just like, I moved back into the city and I was like, I think I need to start dating other people. Mm-hmm. And it took her by surprise, but we both eventually uh, started doing it. And then we both were just like, that's really it. And if she didn't, if she was to ever move back, we could talk about something, but that's not yeah. thing that looks likely at the moment. Ever. Yeah. So you started dating other people, like, with the, like, while you were still talking to her, kind of? Oh, we're still friends to this day. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, um, we, um... But, like, was the breakup kind of, like, not set in stone? You're like, we're gonna try dating other people? Yeah. And then it was eventually just, like, and then, um, she, she was like, I'll just date around. And then she's, she's like, actually, I've tried dating around now, and I think I just need a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really see multiple people I'd like to have one person and I was like that's totally fine Mm -hmm. I was dating multiple people at the time anyway Mm -hmm. um and I mean we're still very very good friends um oh that's great yeah we just didn't it just you know it sucks that it ended the way it did but yeah it is that's like what else are you gonna do and when you're in a long distance relationship like that like how do you talk about stuff like that are you like like phone calls facetime oh we we would use we used to do phone calls every night um, and then, um, once the job hunt, job hunt, like, we thought it would be easier for me to find a job out there, mm-hmm. and I used every trick in the book. We had references from all our friends that were out there. I tried. The only person that offered me a job was for ICE, and I wasn't going to work for ICE. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> she was like, I get it, but that sucks, and I was like, it does suck, but I'm not going to work for ICE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yikes. So, breakup conversations, like, text messages? Um, <clears throat> whenever we thought there was going to be something of a big magnitude, we tried to make a phone call out of it. Yeah. Um, we had at least that amount of respect, but a lot of times it was happening during work and it was like, yeah. so a lot of text messages, um, and a lot of like, is this it? Is this the conversation? And then it was kind of like, let's not like, let's just take a deep breath and walk away and come back to it later. And then we would just postpone it. Mm-hmm. And like, um, that works for a while. Um, gives you a little hope that you can continue to like squeeze and crush which is <laughs> which squeeze is and crush. Yeah, squeeze and crush that hope just milk it and um what so was she your first girlfriend first serious one yes i dated people in high school um but it was more of a response to like this person likes me i better not screw this up like yeah. <laughs> like of, i caught like, one yeah exactly this person likes me i should definitely just go for this why yeah. not you said that online dating has been good and weird i think just the transition into it was um the part, like, uh, that was the weirdest part. Um, I I figured out, like, how to work the apps pretty quickly, like, how to, like, um, have an interesting or, like, whatever profile and, like, um, how to engage people on them. But it was actually going on the dates that was, like, this feels so not... This feels, like, forced the first yeah. couple times. This feels, like, really weird. Um, and... The first app date that I went on was so bad. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I I feel like she was just trying to get some drinks out of it. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. I don't want to hang out again either. <laughs> like, it was really weird that we had nothing in common. I was like, but this person wanted to go on a date with me, so I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, and it's had better experiences then, since then. Also some... Um, pretty weird ones but uh largely i think i've maneuvered it pretty well yeah so it's really interesting because a lot of times i ask people about um experiences like over the course of their dating life but you only have one person pretty to much. talk about and we don't want to like trash her on this podcast no yeah i don't want no she's wonderful yeah. um i love her to death um so i i don't have anything negative to say about her just the relationship didn't yeah. work out the way it did, but, um... Do you think that you would have been engaged by this point if you guys had had a study, like, in the same city? We were talking about that for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, just, like, when we can get... Like, when she was leaving Chicago, um, we definitely had conversations about that, but mm-hmm. she felt like she was still too young, 
and she didn't want to get married super super early in her life anyway. She wanted to wait until around 30 anyway, so. I guess I'm interested to know if there are ways that you guys were very similar or very different because <clears throat> a lot of the conversations I've had with people, um, like I've, I've published six episodes now, but I've mm -hmm. recorded maybe 20. Wow. And um, it's really interesting to me to see how it seems like people who are in really long-term relationships are often either very similar or very, very different. Right. So how did it go from, like, I don't know, anything to a relationship? Like, who introduced that conversation? Do you remember? <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, it was the co over the course of a long period, actually, because we were both pretty shy about it um, at first. So we, uh, I was texting her, and I said something like I quoted Arrested Development or something like that and she was like oh yeah and she responded with that and we just talked like in Arrested Development quotes for like four days straight that's all yeah. we did that kind of like broke the ice and I, one time I was like I'm coming back town like to see a friend and she was like oh well if you're having any free time maybe we can hang out again and I was like I like that a lot like I didn't really <laughs> I'd never really asked anybody out I had no idea how to do it yeah. she didn't either but um we were our first, each other's first, very serious anything. Yeah. So we both had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's still young to, like, have something very serious. Right. And I mean, I, you know, I'd, um, had, I'd gone on dates and stuff, but it's, I, I went to six out of, like, the eight possible dances in high school, and I never asked anybody. I was always asked. Yeah. I let, I just was like... Oh, they asked you? Mm-hmm. Every time. I never... You just let you... Every time someone Every asked time, you? Every time, yeah. I was asked to homecoming. That's really lucky. I was asked to homecoming three times. It was I asked weird. a guy to prom and he said no. What? <laughs> I didn't go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't go to prom. <laughs> My friend and I went and got euros. It's amazing. Yeah. It was but it was actually probably a way better night. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was always like a passenger in terms of dating and um, meeting people mm -hmm. I'm interested in. And um, that's what's been really interesting about the apps is you can't really do that, I feel like. Um, yeah. I mean, least... maybe on Bumble. You pro Are you on Bumble? You probably like that. No, I don't like Bumble, actually. <laughs> I, I hate Bumble. I hated it because I had it for, what, like four months? Mm -hmm. And I matched with, like, a good handful of people, and then none of them ever messaged. Not one. Yeah. I felt like I, I was just, like, like, I, I will start the conversation, but I can't right. on this app. And yeah. it was always like... So me and my friend had a conversation about that because um, we we all hate Bumble too. And it's like, <laughs> but if there's something, if there's nothing on your profile that I can make an immediate, like, conversation out of mm -hmm. that isn't the most stereotypical cliche thing, like, oh, you like traveling too? You like, like the office? Exactly. Like, I'm not going to say anything. Right, exactly. So, yeah. I... I I'm not a fan of Bumble. I always, the first time that I I, I uh, had a match on Bumble that had messaged me and it said, your match is about to expire. Extend it if you want them to know you're interested. I was like, that feels so pathetic. Like, like please notice me. Like, yeah. you remember I'm here? Like, like yeah. I was, I, I refused to do it. I wanted to delete the app, like, immediately. Mm, yeah, not a fan of Bumble. Don't like Bumble. This is the Hinge podcast. <laughs> it is the Hinge podcast. I love it. So what dating apps are you on right now? Hinge, um... And I recently re-downloaded Tinder just because yeah. I feel like I I feel like I, I fucked it up the first time. The first time I, I had it, I went for like the premium features. I was mm -hmm. like, I'll pay for it. I want to see who likes me. Like, I don't know how this works, but I think this would be a good way to do it. Yeah. It also like tells the person that you have that, like that you like you get you match because of Tinder Gold. You match because and it felt you ever had that? No, but I don't like that. It I sounds... would I would not want anyone to know I was paying for it. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, I'm the type of, I, I like would pay for it if I thought that there was some benefit, but I would not want anyone to know I did. Right. Exactly. Like I, I really liked the ability to see who liked me, but if I went, I realized that if I went into that little, um, hub and I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'll swipe right on you too. That's when it says like, there's like a big gold heart over the, um. So annoying. Yeah. It's, it's. I was, I, it's just like, here's how, like, here's how desperate I am. Like, um, well, you know, I think that Hinge has that option as well, where you can, mm -hmm. like, see who likes you, but I don't know what comes of it. I don't know if it does something similar. I have it, because okay. I'm a beta tester for Hinge for some reason. They invited me to test. So cool. It's, it's weird. I love it. But they invited me to test it. Do you see, do you know what it looks like? No. Okay, here, I'll show you. 
So there, you can go through and just like, boom, there's likes and you can, you can do it in terms of like, there as a grid. It shows you everything they said. So they are saying this stuff? Yeah, that's like their comment on my picture or videos. Yeah. Did you, are you singing <laughs> in the video? Did you, did you go to it? No. Did you see it? Here, let me show you it. Um, yeah, you I can't. Feel like yeah. a, I feel like a mom. <laughs> How do you do this thing? Um, I, there's a video of me doing karaoke and I just superimposed the actual song by Nora Jones over it. Oh, so she was being funny. I was like, that's a, she's like into it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I wish I had. Wait, that's so funny. Any serviceable singing voice, but I. Are you not a good? I'm not a good singer. I I I think I'm a karaoke singer. Oh yeah. I think I'm capable there. I'm. I've never tried karaoke. Ooh. And I never. That's a strike on hinges thing. Everyone's no. Everyone's question is like, don't stop believing. That's my song karaoke. Yeah. Like, I'm not a very good person for dating apps because I don't like any of the things that you're supposed to like. Exactly. Like, I feel you. I don't travel very much. <laughs> I don't like plants. I don't care. Yeah, like I don't. I don't ever want to do karaoke with you. I. <laughs> I'm not a very adventurous person. I don't think I am. I get dragged to all these things yeah. that I do. Like tacos um, are fine. They're fine. They're, it's, there's nothing like. When did that become such a fucking? I don't know, and I can't stand that. Like that's a substitute for personality now. Like that's a substitute. Yeah. Like that's like saying like I like memes. Fucking everyone likes memes. Everyone like likes memes. everyone likes memes. Like everyone likes The Office and like I feel yeah. like that's such a tired thing but at yeah. the same time it's like it is still so frustrating to be to like to go on and like just try and have a conversation with someone and all they give you is the same shit that everyone else yeah. gives you, right? Yeah. It's I think just... that Joel made a really good point in that episode where he's like, oh, cool, you like the things that everyone likes. It's, it's what are we supposed to talk about? Exactly. You know, like, do you like coffee? Yeah. I'm so glad you like coffee. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Wow. This is going to be good. Yeah. I also don't get this whole, like, everyone has labeled the tacos now as this, like, guilty pleasure item. When I don't, I mean, are tacos even that bad for you? They're so I've, small. They're so small. I think the tortilla is the only part that's bad for you. And then you fill it with whatever you want. Yeah. I went to Big Star with my family the other week, and there's one that's just like marinated carrots. It's really good for you. Yeah, I, it's, it's delicious. like a healthy meal. Yeah, it's, it's a healthy option. Yeah, I, my dad was like, why did you get that? Because he doesn't <laughs> get it. And I was like, it looked really good. He's like, hmm. Oh, you got the carrots? I got the carrots. Well, I, I got like one of like seven different kinds. But yeah, yeah that was one of them. It was, it was fucking, good. It was fucking awesome. I would, I'd recommend that highly. You live close to a lot of really good places too. Me? Yeah. So you mentioned Star Polska, and uh -huh. I've I've never I've never been there. I love it. Do you like Polish food? I I mean I'm pretty Polish, <laughs> so I have eaten a lot of Polish. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair enough. I had a lot of. I mean I like pierogies. Yeah, they have very good pierogies. They have pierogies. They have very good pierogies. They have everything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a date spot because it's just like you just shove so much food it's in your mouth. Food. Yeah. Yeah. I live in um, what I'm, what I've called a food desert, and what I'm now gonna call like maybe a date desert. I don't know where you would go <laughs> around here. I think Wilder Road. Have you been there? Oh yeah, it's not that close though. Is it's it? It's not that close. I guess you're right. Yeah. Last night I had a rabbit gyro there. So what? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It was good. I've had pet rabbits. Oh, I don't That's think I okay. ate that one. Yeah, you probably did. They all. all I have had a lot of pets in my life, and. All of them, except for the cats, have died um, from unnatural causes. Oh, God. Every single one. Oh. There's a long list. Yeah. What's the weirdest one? Uh, I had a pet rat named Raspberry. Who a great name. crawled into the recliner, and then my dad accidentally chopped her in half. Oh, my God. Yeah. Raspberry, no. That was a really violent death. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, one of my one of my bunnies, my second bunny, Clara. My dad loved her so much he built a pen for her outside, like so she could be like a real bunny. And a hawk ate her. We had a huge albino corn snake that escaped, and it was gone for so long. We were like, obviously the snake's dead. It was like as long as this cow, a really oh really big God. long snake. It wasn't. And dead. we found it a year later, and it was alive. It had just been slithering among us. What? Where? I mean, it was my dad's house. Um, it was like a bachelor pad. Found it in like a closet or something. <laughs> they can't really move if they're not eating. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they like they can like hibernate and like yeah. live off that energy for a long time. Yeah. Just... Yeah. That's so crazy. Now I'm just trying to think of a good date spot around you. There's like a lot of like 
old man Polish bars around here. Yes, there are. My roommate has explored some of them. I actually really, I mean, they're like right there. Yeah. I kind of want to go to them. Yeah. I've I feel always like wanted I'd to go too. Welcomed. Really? You know? Yeah. I feel like they'd be like. Do you think they can tell you're Polish on site? No, 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 no. Not because I'm Polish, but just because I'm like entering their bar. <laughs> More like, oh, Customer, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> please, please. I, I don't think, think I that would happen for me in a bar. Well, I don't know. Oh, the last time I went, the last time someone tried to buy me a beer at a bar that I didn't know was the creepiest old man I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. And I left my house because I was dead sure there was a haunting happening in my house. In your house? In my house. In the house you live in now? No, a house I lived in the first apartment I had in Chicago. Like, we first sat for a while. We thought our specifics poster of Scotty Pippen was haunted. And then one night I was home alone, and I heard this, like, bang downstairs. And I was like, I thought my room was home. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, no, I thought it was Scotty Pippen. But I was like, Paul, my roommate, and he's like, he's not home. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm, like, in bed. And then I hear it like, boom, like beneath my room this time. I'm upstairs in the second floor. And then I heard it on the stairs. And I heard it like outside my door. And I was like, fuck this. And I like threw on some clothes and I just like burst out, like ran outside and just like, I didn't know what to do. I was like terrified. I felt like I was in a fever dream. And then you went to a bar? I went to a bar. I was like, I didn't Wait, know. Wait, so to... what was the banging? I have no idea still. Literally never. Did you go home that night? Yes, I did. Once my room was home. I was like frazzled, like, you know, just kind of hanging out. And this guy, old dude with a huge beard, he was like, hey, son, I've never seen you in here. And I was like, hi. He's like, you mind if I buy you a Genesee cream ale? It's $1. And I was like, I really don't want that right now. <laughs> and he kept trying to buy me this $1 beer. And I was like, I have to go. Why and would anyone even buy you a $1 beer? That's not even that nice. I, well, I don't think he was trying to be, like. Nice. He wasn't, yeah. I don't know what he wanted from me, but I don't think it was Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple of questions. So there, it seems like there may have been a demon in your home. Yeah, first off, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that situation? Like, do you think that there are ghosts? Do I think there are ghosts? I also was raised in a religious and conservative household where we were taught to fear the devil. Oh yes, um, and God. And God, of course. Fear everything, really. Fear, of course, yeah, and apologize for everything, yeah. and it's all your fault. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever had, besides that horrible thing in my house that one night, which could have just been like an animal on the wall, a very loud one, coming up my stairs, essentially. Yeah, um, like a honey badger. Yeah, really, like something with a hammer in my wall. So I had learned to use tools, which is probably more mm -hmm. horrifying than a ghost. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've ever had an encounter with anything like that. But uh, how, how about you? Have you ever had anything weird happen? When I was in high school, um, we lived in like an older house. And one time, like, I don't know, you know when like weird stuff happens and then you immediately are just like, this doesn't fit with my idea of logic or the way the world is. So I'm going to dismiss it, mm -hmm. which is what people do in horror movies. And then they're and then they're killed. Exactly. So what is that, first of all? But like, something, I was home alone, and mm -hmm. something ran up my basement stairs to me. Like, there was a door closed to the kitchen, so the kitchen led to the basement, and there was a door that closed it off. And something heavy ran up the stairs rapidly, and I heard it, and I immediately was, oh, I'm going to die. Cool. And then I was like, Lauren... <laughs> You couldn't have heard anything run up the stairs because no one's home. <laughs> and then I called my grandma and I was like, can you say nice things to me? <laughs> and that was it. The it, other question that I want to ask you before I forget is um, on an older episode, a woman that I interviewed mentioned um, frequently buying drinks for men at bars. And like she's very forward and like hits on guys that she's into. So you... I think said that this was the only time anyone's ever, or in, maybe in recent memory, that someone's bought you a drink at the bar. It was this old scary man, and it was yeah. a dollar beer. Unprompted. Yeah. I mean, like, so I've I've been on dates and we've gone Dutch and stuff, and then we've yeah. also like, uh, someone like this, so like you get the next one or I get the next one, and I, and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to get like political about it, but like I think things work a certain way, and that's things do work a certain way. I totally agree with that, and I don't know how I feel about it because. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. We are all feminists. Yes. And, but, and yet, you know, like I, I went out with this guy earlier this year. Um, I think we went out maybe twice. And he was very open and adamant about like 
splitting things. Mm-hmm. And it was a turnoff. I, yeah, because he was... But, it, like, it seems like he... Uh, but he was aggressive about it. Right. So, and I'll say this. We went to dinner on our second date. There, I mean, there were some strange options on the menu, and they were all pretty expensive. And he was like, well, listen, I mean, we're going to be splitting it anyway. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> And then I get um, it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just it felt like he like really needed me to know and he he brought it up frequently for having gone out twice. Like yeah. I heard it a lot. I'm always going to offer and like if you insist that you're paying, then like I am going to get the next one. Sure. And that's fine. Like yeah. it's but it's it's ne- I guess I guess it's different for everyone cuz I'm sure that there are plenty of women out there who do like feeling like, we're going to split it and whatever. And I don't know what I think about it either, generally, but I do think that if you're a man on a dating app, you should expect to um, pay, I think. The first time. The first time. The first time. I think so. Yeah. I think you should expect that. And yeah. um, I'm not saying that that's the way it should be, but I'm saying be- just because... It's the way it is. You should, you should expect that because that's what people expect. Yes, and I also think that it's... I think it's different if... I'm going out with someone that I know from my life. Mm-hmm. When I go out with them, it's a different situation. Definitely. And I don't, but I don't know why that is. I don't know. I, I get it. I mean, I. It's a little problematic, and I, it's not the issue. It's not the hill I want to die on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of hills I'll die on, but I, yeah, um, and that's this, not one of them. This is not one of them. I I just think like you, if you don't know what the situation is, you go with the status quo usually, mm-hmm. right? Um, as long as you're, it's not, doesn't mean you're being a shitty person. Like, yeah. but I think that this is one of the ones where it's like, just if, let it be. Just let it be. And if you can't afford to do that, then either A, kind of lay that out there maybe. Like, you don't have to be aggressive like this dude was. Just be like, he literally, he was like, also, I never want to offend anyone, like the patriarchal society or anything. And I was like, He's trying pretty hard there. I know. I was like, oh. what an ally! <laughs> Such a feminist. Such a feminist. He demanded that I pay. He also, at one point, and I'm just ragging. I don't mean man. to laugh. Sorry. One time he so after that dinner, you should drag him. He we went like out. Shit sounds like a shit. Actually, my therapist listened to this podcast. I told my therapist I was going on a podcast. <laughs> And she told me to be nicer. She was like, I feel like you're dragging people through the mud who aren't there to defend themselves, which is true. But um, we went to a couple bars after dinner and out unprompted, out of nowhere, we were walking into another bar and he goes, um, he goes, don't take this the wrong way. Nope. Never started exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like you're not a good dancer. And we weren't dancing. Like, no one was talking about dancing. I wasn't, like, dancing, you know. Um, was he nagging you but doesn't know how to do it? What does that even mean? And I feel like the only thing it could possibly translate to is, like, he wanted to talk about, like, maybe something sexual or something. And I just was, like... Like, he wasn't how flexible? Right. It's like, do you, like, I feel like you saying that is equivalent to you being, like, are you good at sex or something? And maybe I'm reading way into that, but... No, I don't think you are. But like what? Yeah. <laughs> why say that? Why why say that? I don't. I, I I really feel like he didn't know how to neg someone, and he was trying to neg someone. He so he just picked that. I feel like. But also, when I, I yeah. meet guys who are just like a little bit too woke, they always end up being exactly like that. You yeah. Know? You think like you think like performative wokeness. Yeah. 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 No one's bought you a drink before but has anyone like hit on you out of the blue or like approached you at a bar yeah 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 how does that go um the one time it happened that i'm thinking of um it was not all the other times (laughs) and it was it was really aggressive Mm -hmm. um oh a lot of touching um a lot of uh and i i'm like that's not um something that i'm like super against if you like if you build into it yeah but i think some good context to this is um i watch soccer and i go to the bar very early on the weekends to do that um so it was 11 o'clock and i was blasted Mm. Uh, it was like right when my relationship was like i was just starting to date Mm. she was like why aren't you like engaging with me in this and i was like 
You should never have to ask that question. Exactly. You should just be like, oh, cool, this person's not interested, yeah. and walk away. But yeah. I just said, I'm in a relationship. It's a good excuse. It's a good excuse. And she said, oh, yeah, what's her name? And I was like, and I gave her my ex's name, right. which has a, a unique spelling, and I said, and that's with two L's and two, you know, other letters. And she was like, oh, okay, do you mind if I write them a note? And I read it later, and it was something along the lines of, dear... X's name. Sometimes something happens and you don't know why, so you should be thankful for what you have. What the fuck is any of that? What, what? does that mean? <laughs> drunk. I don't. I don't think she was even that drunk. It was just like really weird. Fun question: Could you date anyone who was like into casual drug use? I, well, casual drug use meaning it really depends on the drugs. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Pot, no problem, of course. But there have been a few first dates I've been on this year where they're like, do you mind if I, like, do coke? And what? I was, yes. And I was like... Do you mind if I do coke, like, right now? Yeah. So it was, um... Are you serious? A dead serious. That's insane. It was fucking That's crazy. That's normal. No, I know. So I um, matched with someone that it turns out I knew from college. So we, like, kind of, like, figured out we knew each other. And so we didn't have to, like, have this really formal first date to get to know yeah. each other. We kind of had a background. And she was like, do you want to come to this party? And I was like, sure. And so, like, I made up this horrible zombie Halloween costume um, and went to her friend's house. But we were upstairs, and um, her friends um, were like, what do you guys want to do tonight? And I thought, I was like, are we just going to a party? And she's like, oh, no, I meant, like, Molly, like, Coke. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. And they were like, <laughs> they were like do you do drugs? And my answer to that, when it's a hard drug that I don't want to do, my answer is always, not anymore. Yeah. Because then they, number one, don't think you're lame. <laughs> they won't ask you again. They think you're cool <laughs> they think, still. They think you know. But they you also think that you're, like, yeah. in recovery you're or not something. A, yeah, that maybe, like, you had a problem. <laughs> he's, like, beyond. He's, yeah, he's... He did so many cool drugs. He he's gets like, it. Yeah. He gets it. And he was, he was so cool, but now he's just over it. Um, so I always say not anymore whenever that happens just because I don't want to get into it and they're not going to ask they're not going to be like oh cool were you in rehab no one's going to do that when they're going to do the drugs right but she was like she was like you don't mind if I do that do you and I was like go for it what the fuck are you supposed to say to that I hate when because I've I've had people say that that I'm not on a first date (laughs) oh you don't mind right like right what are you supposed to be like no I mind excuse me (laughs) actually Like, stop being so late. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. like, I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum. I just don't want to get involved in it. The thing with it is, like, I think that a lot of people have a lot of fun with, like, Molly and stuff. Uh-huh. More power to you. Like, I have no problem with awesome. any of that. Great. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I have to people who know that they don't take well to stuff like that. I would go to, like, a bachelor's party or something, and they would do coke and then they'd come home and I would have to like take care of them for a week because they'd have no serotonin left in their body and I'm that's where I'm like not okay with it because it's like right. if you know that you're gonna have a horrible week of depression mm-hmm. after one night of like Excess. feeling great yeah it's like yeah. I, I can't understand that and like my line is if I can't understand what you're doing then it's like a problem like yeah there's gonna be a pro- trouble engaging with yeah. it have you ever had sex high? No, but I feel like I feel like it's a good idea. It's it is a good idea. Uh, I cannot I can't recommend it enough. Um, but <laughs> I've only done it once. It was, can't recommend it enough. I can't only done it once. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like it's got to be the right kind of weed. You have to have the right kind of weed. You have to be the right level of high. Yeah. Because um, for a bit there, I felt way too high, and um, I just felt like I felt like a literal like machine just performing a process <laughs> that was really like funny. and I was just like if I do this over and over again it is good like if I <laughs> if I do this with my mouth that is that is appropriate and yeah. desirable like it felt Check. exactly yeah. but once you get that out of your head it was it was really fun what's an immediate red flag for you on a dating profile okay this one sounds so petty and a lot of people I've told have been mad at me for it oh Anytime someone is smiling in a picture with their mouth wide open, like, ah, I, I can't. Really? Yeah. Every single time? Every time. Because I feel like that person. I don't like that kind of overly earnest, like, joy. Like, it, it something about that, I see it and I go, 
yeah. I don't think we're going to get along. Like So interesting. I, yeah, and like, because I feel like if you're documenting that, it feels different than just being in the moment and doing it. And I feel like um, Hinge is weird because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you that if you don't hide some preferences, they're out there. Mm. Um, like it says, I want kids. And like I, I'm not looking for a place like that right now. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for that in my relationships right now. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, I see that and like, so that's... Because I've always used, viewed that as like, I want kids someday. Exactly. But I don't, I know that's true. Yeah. I know that's what that is. Yeah. So like, these are like my two like irrational ones. Like oh, I know that. Okay. Yeah. These like, I know that's what that is. But you still see it and you're like, I don't want kids with you. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, if, if these... It's either they forgot to put it out there, but there's a chance that they're putting it out there purposefully because they want you to see it. Yeah. Because um, my my purpose on dating apps right now is um, just kind of see what happens, but also I'm not looking to get married. Yeah. So, like, not right now. Um, yeah. So it's just, like, to see that, I don't know what's happening, and I don't yeah. know what you want, and I, I feel like to, to um, I'm busy, too, and to expound emotional energy and time on that to find out that maybe that person wants kids right now. I just try to avoid it. Yeah. That's my shitty other thing. Oh, this is one of my big ones. Um, casual racism or like really casual. <laughs> like, it's a good one. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's here's my favorite casual racism I saw on Hinge. If I could have one superpower. If I could have one superpower, I'd help people get rid of their foreign accents. Yeah, and that person looks like the most, like, I want to speak to the manager ass, like, <laughs> like... Why would someone put that on there? That's so terrible. Because they're a racist. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> I know. Well, I just made this that whole... That sounds fake. Right. And I I, um, I made this whole album of these. Awesome. Um, so you can swipe through that if you okay. want. Well, which one is this? Want to delete this app and be my permanent date? Oh, oh no! Okay, so this one. Look at this. If this li- this list speaks to you, please message. Me. So go to the next screenshot, and this is where this list starts. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. What does that mean? I don't know. This is like rules oh. for my unborn son. <laughs> there are plenty of ways to enter a pool. The stairs ain't one. So these are meaning. These are these are meaningless. Okay. Thing, but the, but I think that it, these like, are her rules. These are her rules. Like this is like meaningless bullshit that I think is supposed to reinforce masculine traits and re- like reinforce like classic masculinity. The man at the grill is the closest thing we have to a king. In a negotiation, never make the first move, okay? Act like you've been there before, especially in the end zone. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Request the late checkout? Like at a hotel? I don't know. When don't entrusted know. with a secret, keep it. Okay. Fair enough. Hold your heroes to a higher standard. Return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. There's more. Yeah, dude. There's like four screenshots worth of these. Experience the serenity of traveling alone. Never be afraid to ask about the best looking girl in the room. Never turn down a breath mint. In a game of horse, sometimes a simple free throw will get them. A sport coat is worth a thousand words. <laughs> I think I put like more question marks next to the ones that were the most confusing. Yeah, thank a thank a veteran and then make it up to him. Make it up to him? How do you make it up to him? Shoot Go fight in a foot. war. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know what makes you I'm unique, sorry, I'm sit for a caricature. No, it's good. <laughs> Jesus, this is a if lot. You There's twenty-four know what's, rules. If you want to know what makes you unique, don't sit for a caricature. That's what they're gonna think your worst feature is. Like, yeah, don't do exactly. that. Exactly. I sat for a caricature when I was 12 years old, and the artist apologized to me. Because <laughs> he did my friend after me, and he made hers so cute. And then I was watching him over his shoulder, and I was like... And he was like, now I feel bad for making yours. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't I that mean? I have a good heart. I am loyal. I treat others the way they treat me. I'm complicated, but I'm really not. I see. That's that, to me, is a red flag. That's really confusing. That, to me, is, if, if someone says that I'm complicated or, like, I'm I'm fierce. That means to, they're married. That, okay. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, oh, my God. Have you ever been propositioned? To do yeah. something with a couple. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm actually, um, they did not proposition me, but I am interviewing a polyamorous couple. Oh, soon. very interesting. Yeah. Do you think age gaps are a good idea or a train wreck waiting to happen? Oh. Like, 
again, I think it depends on the age gap. But, like... Are you talking about a noticeable one? Yeah. What about 10 years? <sighs> when the guy is older than the girl, which is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um, yeah. I think that um, you've got to be really careful. Mm-hmm. Because I think if someone is, and this, I hope this doesn't sound shitty, like someone is that much older and is looking for someone and is like engaging yeah. with someone that much younger, maybe people their age uh, don't, like, are seeing something that you're not, or mm-hmm. like, like maybe something, Yeah. maybe they have some weird, especially uh, if, if you're like in your late 20s, that's fine, but if this guy's like 30 and you're 20, absolutely. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up, like... I dated a guy this year who was 10 years older than me, but um, right. I took comfort in the fact that he had mostly dated people his age, mm-hmm. but it still, it didn't work. We were yeah. too different. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's going to be generational gaps. He just, he acted a little too um, fatherly at times. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not ideal. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't like don't love that. I I I was listening to the one today with the the sex writer friend. Um, with the what? The sex the episode two. What was your yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, the sex Chelsea. writer Chelsea. Um, about the height thing. I did not know people lied that much yeah. about that. So I mean, height really is not a big thing for me. You could be my height, and I probably would be fine with that. But I think if someone were, if someone were five two, if someone were significantly shorter than me, and I met them on an app, I yeah. think it might be weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but that's also, like, because you've grown up being this certain height, and, like, most men are taller than you, yeah. I would assume. So, like, it's, I, I know it's a preference. There's mm-hmm. definitely a preference with that. But it, I think that it's been made out to this, like... That's when you see, like, incels talking about shit like that. Height is so directly tied in to, like, what the idea of my favorite term, a chad, is. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like... For the listeners, can you explain what that what that is and what an incel is? Oh, I would I know love that's to. A, I know it's a hefty undertaking. I would love to. Well, an incel, uh, incel is short for involuntary celibate or celibacy, right? Yeah. Meaning no one will fuck you, essentially. Yeah. They have they have decided that no one will fuck them and they have made it a part of their identity. And there's... And it's everyone else's fault. Basically. It's everyone else's yeah. fault, yeah. Um, we, we should say that we are not fans of incels and I don't think anyone should be. No. It's um, like a, it's like a Reddit thing, right? It's, that's where, that's where they congregate. Yeah. Reddit and 4chan, I think. Okay. Uh, there's other offshoots like vol cells, which I think are the worst thing. Voluntary celibates? Voluntary celibates because they just hate women and they refuse oh, to. shit. They remove themselves from the yeah. pool of potential partners. And like, I think that's. I have not heard of that before, but that's wild. Yeah. And I think incels and vol cells are the most dangerous people. Yeah. Um, well, I read, like, when everyone was surprised in 2016 and we're like, what happened? I, I read, like, a lot of things saying, like, if we had been paying attention to channels like Reddit and 4chan, there was this huge movement and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of things that the polls weren't paying attention to, maybe. Absolutely. I'm not very smart at, like, that kind of stuff. No, that you're, like, you're totally right, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, yeah. they, they have... There's, like, oh. this huge underground, like, community. They have community. numbers, mm-hmm. and they know how to use the internet. Yeah. And they know how to recruit. Yeah. And that is what's crazy about it. What I, what they have a big pity party for themselves mm-hmm. about how no one wants to sleep with them because they won't change fundamentally other issues with them, with themselves, like, about how they're misogynist or about how they... Right. If you ever go on the incel Reddit, um, people openly admit to like being disgusting, like oh not God. being a clean person, right. like not being um, a polite person, like mm-hmm. all these glaring flaws that are not going to get you a date in the first yeah. place, but they aren't willing to change it. What are chads? Chads. Chads are the incels idea of what women want. So mm. the chads are like guys that work out and they're born tall and they have a great bone structure and like they... They know how to talk to women, and like they, um, they get everything just because they're attractive. Hmm. That's a Chad. That's why like they think like they all pool together like with yeah. these high-powered finance jobs and just like that, investment bankers and like yeah. the, like 
there's a whole culture behind it. That's interesting because a lot of investment bankers and like lawyers and whatever the fuck like mm-hmm. are, are not attractive. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs> I don't know enough of them. I think right. they literally say the Chad versus the Virgin. Like wow. Yeah, this I don't. Whole community out there. It is, and I think. What the most interesting thing about it is that if you've had sex, you can still be a virgin, like spiritually, because maybe you've had it, but not in a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, you've been shunned by Virginity the Virginity is kind of a antiquated term at this point. Exactly. Because what does it even mean? Like if right. you're a lesbian, when are you not a virgin anymore? Exactly. What constitutes yeah. sex, especially. But I think for men, sex has always been very penis focused. It's always yeah. been like PIV, that's sex. Yeah. And, um... That, I think, uh, informs a lot of these dudes' thinkings. Yeah. Like... That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. What a conundrum. I don't I don't know what to do for these guys. Like, the vast majority of them um, have decided that they're going to be... That they found their brethren. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like ICP, but actually bad. Like, Insane Clown Posse. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that, I but haven't it, thought about them in a long time. Oh, I'm from... <laughs> I was born in Detroit. Do you remember... I don't know what that means... Do you remember? They're from Detroit, so I know. I know they're oh, okay. from, that's where they're from. Sorry. <laughs> Do you remember a, a time when there was like these clowns? There was clowns. That yeah, the was killer like ones. Kind of recently. Yeah, like two years ago. Yeah. Those were horrifying. I saw one. I don't know if it was a killer clown, but what? it was. Oh, and I, I lived here, and I was walking down this street because I've lived here for over two years. And there's an alley at the end of the street, and there was just a clown. <laughs> It was nighttime. It was nope, like, that was, makes me want to go like yeah. to bed. Like. Yeah, exactly. It was late at night, and there is a there's a um, if you go down two blocks to Milwaukee down there. I don't know if you walked here. Yeah. And um, there's an alley, and they're building it up now, but it used to be a lot more decrepit. Mm-hmm. Not that it's necessarily nice right now, but there's an alley, and there was there's a dumpster, and there was just I mean it was like 10 p.m. There was a clown just standing. On top of this dumpster, motionless. Standing on top of the dumpster? Yeah. Was, no! Really That's worse than anything you could have said! <laughs> I, know. He was, I don't know if he was, he wanted to be able, it was a bird's eye view, he wanted to be able to see all his victims, I don't know what it was. And I just, again, like the demon in my house when I was in high school, I just was like, nope. Nope, and I bye. Kept, and I kept walking. Yep, didn't see it. It's didn't on my it. head, yeah, yep. exactly, I'm gonna go. right on the other side of the street is... There's Giordano's or Subway. There's safety. There's lights. There's there is lots safety of, in Italian cars, food stuff. And I was like, I'm home free. I just keep walking five more steps. It was someone else's problem. Someone else would find the clown. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Let's talk about ghosting. Let's do it. Has it happened to you? Yeah. Um, it's happened to me. And the heavy sigh. Um, it wasn't that bad. The heavy sigh is more because it I... It only happened to you one time? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, only happened Over a time. year? Dang. Yeah. Uh, I think the heavy side is because I realized I have done it to someone. Mm. Like, how many dates before, like, you can't, like, not talk to someone? I feel like one bad date, you don't ever have to talk to them again. Oh, agreed. Agreed? Agreed. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I think it's different with everyone. I mean, I think after two dates, it can be weird, not to have a conversation, mm-hmm. but also I don't know what your dates were like, you mm-hmm. know? Like, great example, I had one I had one date with um with a guy and it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Actually I thought it was pretty good. Um, up until we were out for a while, we talked a lot and there was no physical contact whatsoever. None. And then, except for one time, he, like, tapped my knee to make a point. Didn't rest there, like, no physical contact mm-hmm. whatsoever. Right. End of the night, my Uber is coming. And I'm like, oh, we'll probably kiss goodbye. And he was so over-the-top, aggressively physical that I was like, I literally never want to see you again. What? Because, like, we didn't touch at all. And then he, like, pulls me in for this, like extreme groping makeout session where I'm literally just like standing oh, there and God. he's like grabbing my ass like licking my whole face like just really really aggressive and like I'm trying to break free from him my uber is like right outside this door we're standing in front of and his Does body it, is blocking it? it and he was like 
Oh, I, now I can't remember what he said, but he said something really... Like creepy? Really creepy. That was like... Next time. Oh, he said... It wasn't... It wasn't... I mean, in the right context, it wouldn't have been bad, but he oh, like whispers in my ear like, I really wish this night didn't have to end. And I'm like, that means you just want to fuck. You want to fuck. I know. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> you want to get down. I get that, but that was a weird way to do it. Yeah, maybe yeah. just like, don't say that. Like, I'm going home. It's Tuesday. So then he's like texting me a little bit and I I responded at first and then I just stopped. Mm -hmm. And uh oh, you know what happened was he we we had plans <laughs> I don't know what happens. <laughs> so we had made plans for for dinner. We were gonna get dinner on like another day. And he texted me and um said I was thinking, like, instead of, like, going so-and-so, we you could just come over and I'll cook for you. And then, this is really immature of me, but after, like, after the groping, after all of that, I just didn't respond. Because, like, yeah. you obviously are just trying to, like, have sex with me as quickly as possible. Yeah. And, like, you've made that clear, and I'm... And I should have I should have said that, but I was yeah. like, no. And so I, I totally ghosted him, but he called me out on it and texted me and was like, why are you ghosting me? Like, I don't know what I did and I was like you know it, it was really for so I texted him back and I was like it was really forward of you to ask me to come over um on our second date I'm not comfortable with that like if you are okay taking things slow then maybe we can like get a coffee or something and um he was really nice about it but then he like immediately started back up with like the aggressive texting and just the vibe I was getting from him was just like so sexual mm -hmm. and I just was like no yeah yeah so I, I ghosted him again kind of no that's I mean if someone doesn't learn the lesson that you're but getting like at them, that point I was kind of like I don't owe you any more conversation you don't you told him why you didn't talk to him anymore yeah. and, and he kept doing it and then if you don't talk to him again it's pretty safe to assume it's the same reason it, like exactly well I well because I was new to it and I was like yeah Tinder's a hookup app, Bumble's the app where girls talk to you, and then, <laughs> and then yeah. Hinge, I was like, looks like a relationship app, but I love the UI, I uh, talked to this girl for a bit, uh, I asked what she was looking for straight up, and I was just like, what are you looking for? She goes, I really don't know, like, I'm just kind of, I don't know, apps, just figuring it out, and I was like, cool, me too, nice, like, let's get together, it's, it all kind of developed very organically, and then a bunch of things were happening in my life, like... I had just um, been, like, right when I was going on, a, like, my third date with her, like, when my therapist was like, you should probably take antidepressants. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And, like, so I was in a really not ideal place. Yeah. Um, I was starting a new, so I'm, I am also on an SSRI. And yeah, I was hell yeah. starting. Taking a trip on the SS Rhode Island. So good. <laughs> um, but I was, I started my, my job that I have now when I was starting it. And oh, it was God. like. It was, just, it was an experience. I can't even imagine. It's a journey. Yeah. Um, also, that made sex weird. Very weird for How me. does it... I've heard that um, through people that I didn't want to know what it's like. Because I actually left my um, my job last year for a lot of reasons. But the, the, the kick in the seat that it took me to like initiate and like actually leave was that a guy at work was being... Um, repeatedly extremely inappropriate with me and I like reported him and like it was this whole blow up terrible situation and like one of the one of the things that I ended up like quoting him in documentation saying was him like coming up to my desk and talking about being on antidepressants and how it made sex amazing for him and how it like made him amazing at sex okay does it not does it not make sex amazing? let's let's unpack that <laughs> so Making sex amazing and making you amazing at sex, I feel like are two different things. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think what he's saying makes me amazing at sex means I can't ejaculate. Like, I'm a human dildo. Like yeah. no problem. Like nothing happens. Yeah. Like I think that's what that means because yeah. 
that's the problem I experienced. Yeah. At first. Did you switch meds or like what no, happened? No, I've. Did um, you become accustomed to it? I think I've become accustomed to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I was having some pretty dramatic symptoms at first, like not sexual, but mm-hmm. also didn't really. I wasn't having sex, so I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> I had some pretty dramatic symptoms at first, and then it petered out, and yeah. now I have, and now I have sexual symptoms. Oh, so. good. Yeah, no, <laughs> so mine. It's so I, fun. I've. It'll while I, while I'm on these, it is uh, it does take me longer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, which ups and downs. Yeah, it's fine. If it if it makes someone else happier, that's great. Yeah, like it's it's introduced some issues for me as well. But at the same time, like I saw, um, I went to the Raby Institute, which I don't know if you've heard of them, but they like are very like holistic, mm-hmm. like um, while still being like. Accredited? Yeah, like (laughs) Western medicine, but still very like, um, it's like a conversation. It's a really good place to go. That's great. So if you're a hippie, but you're still interested in being like... Medicated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I saw a gynecologist there and we were talking about it and I I was like, you know, I'm I'm kind of interested in going to something like Wellbutrin or because I'm on an SSRI now and um, amazing, like it's awesome, but there's like these problems and uh, you know maybe you could talk to a psychiatrist or whatever Mm -hmm. whoever it is that prescribes you but like my question for you is um do the side effects outweigh the benefits and I'm like no even if I yeah like even if I could never get wet again like I would never go off Lexapro yeah I'm on Escitalopram the generic of Lexapro oh that's what I'm on as well I I couldn't have any more today I I really shouldn't (laughs) it has it's it's changed my life like not it's not as dramatic as I'm making it sound but it's it's good like it's it's done what it is supposed to do Mm -hmm. same um it has its problems it has its issues right there's some problems but, um, I mean, but at the same time, like, at least for me, that's presented, um, a lot of initiative to get better at not that part yeah. of sex. Yeah. Like, maybe get, I, I think I've really found a groove with other things besides yeah. putting my penis in somebody. Like, yeah. I had a really good conversation with Devin earlier about this when we were doing our episode, but, like... She phrased it so well, and I really wish that she were the host instead of me. <laughs> um, basically, just like reserving judgment in sexual encounters, yeah, and like creating this like I, I hate myself right now, but like this safe space. It's good. Safe spaces are good. They are good. They're great. And, like, what better way to induce like? Something that I, I started out with my guests asking, and I've kind of tapered off, but, like, I would ask them if sex has to end in orgasm. And I, I don't believe it does. Obviously, wonderful side effect of sex Fantastic sometimes. if it happens. I feel like the pressure to orgasm reduces the, like, possibility of an orgasm. I absolutely feel that uh, feeling like someone needs to orgasm means that there's a less chance of someone orgasming. Yeah. When it comes down to it, sex is just about you know, comfort with that person mm-hmm. in general. I also think it's a lot about, um, not that this is revolutionary, but communication, and I'm a terrible communicator. I'm really, really bad at it. Yeah. Which just ends up hurting me, but... There's a good, healthy medium to communication during sex, because if you don't say anything, like... They're not gonna know. They're not gonna know, and they're just kinda gonna... Yeah. But gonna it also kinda... can be hard to, like, pause and be like, I need to give you some background on my history. Because, like, of course, this, you know. Yeah, you know, you because that also makes you so self conscious. Like yeah. that takes someone out of the mood by saying like, "I have a fucked up brain that I have to like chemically balance with medicine." Yeah, is that cool? Like, yeah. and, God forbid, it's something worse, like a trauma. Yeah. Then there's the other end of that, which is um, the first time I had sex with someone, they just started choking me, and I wasn't prepared for that. We talked about choking earlier today as well. Have you ever like encountered? I'm 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 always so curious, like morbidly, about the weird things that women probably experience a lot more within dating and sex. Like, have you ever felt fetishized, like for any particular reason? Um, this is gonna sound so petty of me. A a few times, 
in like the in the thick of things. Like a guy will be like, "You're the first redhead I've ever been with," and I'm like, "Why the fuck would you say that?" <laughs> like, what does that mean? I feel like there are parts of me that guys really fetishize, sure. um, or maybe used to, and it's sometimes it's fun. Mostly, it's weird. I, I feel like if someone's going to make it the central part... Yes. If you're going to appreciate someone and tell them you appreciate this thing... Yes. I feel like that's different. I've had um, someone in the past year uh, talk a lot about me like that. Like What are you pointing at right now? My dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like texting me... Like, I, I don't oh, mind... Like sexting? Yeah, but like in the middle of the day at work, like four times a week, like... Thinking Whoa. about your dick. Three I, times a week is I, too much. I, I also don't want to sound petty or like, not petty, like whatever an ego thing, like Here's talking thing. about your body. If you're in a seven year relationship, maybe you do sex four times a week. You That's fine. This wasn't that though. Exactly. This maybe wasn't during we, that relationship. Yeah. That was aggressive. It's really aggressive. She just needs a dildo or a vibrator. Yeah. Like that, and that sounded shitty. I've never met, and I, I guess I haven't been asking, but I don't know anyone with a dildo. I feel like vibrators have probably taken the place of most dildos. I don't know why they wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um, they perform their duty. I mean, it depends on what you like, obviously. There's a whole other. There's a whole other ball game there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how long do you wait to have sex? Uh, it varies. Yeah. I've had. I've very rarely had sex on the first date, mm -hmm. but I have done it. What's your go-to text? Can you share? I mean, a couple times I just said, like, hey, I have a lot of shit going on right now. And, like, things are not great. And right now I probably just shouldn't be dating. And mm -hmm. I don't want that to be a reflection on you. And you know what? If you want to lie and say that, that's probably not a bad idea, too. If you want to let someone down easy. Yeah. I think if you're dating someone and they like you and you don't like them, I think all bets are off and you just try to let them down as easy as you can. Yeah, I think being kind. It's not like... I, I really, I guess, don't understand the need for... Like intense honesty. Exactly. Unless they're doing something that's like problematic. Yeah. And even that, I'm really not great at addressing, and I wish I was better at mm -hmm. it. Like being like, you made me uncomfortable in like X, Y, and Z situations. Like that other guy, I wish I had spoken up sooner and been like, it was really inappropriate for you to like grope me up. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, whatever. But when you just don't click with someone, I think it's pretty acceptable to just. You know, and then they can read into it what they want. Right. Do you think what you're looking for has changed between 20 and 28? Yeah. Like the mm -hmm. dream woman that you're, like, in your mind? Dream woman, no. Oh. You do think you have a type? Yeah. Um, what is it? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Oh, okay. I do think red hair is very pretty. Okay. See, I don't... No one's ever said that. Really? No. On this show? On the show or, like, generally, yeah. What? Yeah. That's I mean, strange. I think the people who, who date me like it, I hope, but, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, like, that's, that's like, that, I'm not going to lie, that's part of the reason I felt like I should ask, like, if you're going to fetishize. I want to know if, like, oh, yeah. that's a thing, like, I don't ever want to give that off. I get a lot of, I mean, not even from people I'm dating, just, like, men on the street, like, do the carpet I, match the drapes. That's yeah. so fucking creepy. First off, how could you not know... Like, do you, what do you Porn think? exists, dude. Like... What do you fucking think? <laughs> it's just such a stupid question. I know, but like... Actually, a guy I was on a date with one time asked me. Are you kidding? Yeah. And I said, look at my eyebrows. And then I left. <laughs> I was so mad. That's an amazing answer. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think that in terms of like what I'm looking for out of a relationship has definitely changed. Like mm -hmm. when I was 20, I was like, I want a girlfriend. I want to date someone, and like now it's just, I'm I'm just kind of like, I want to meet people. I want to like, because like for seven years, I didn't do that. You didn't have experience. I didn't have that. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense, because if you were so focused, I mean, maybe as you should be, like on this amazing relationship, and like there's this whole section of life that you weren't thinking about, definitely. and you weren't like exercising or exploring, mm -hmm. and now you get to... Yeah, and like you, sh I think that it was important for me to try everything dating-wise yeah. once to have a one-night stand, to yeah. have um, a somewhat more serious thing that fill out miraculously or spectacularly. Um, mm -hmm. 
to have really bad dates. I just did a poll about this. Like, do we think that so everyone needs to have a wild face yeah. before they sit down, settle down? What did everyone say? I mean, it was it was pretty split. I mean, let me pull that up. Okay. Is it important to have a wealth of experiences, perhaps a quote-unquote wild face, before settling down? It was exactly 50-50. Oh, my God. And 150 <sighs> people voted, so I feel like it's... See, like, I, I think that's so influenced by your experience. Like, Are you enjoying, like, do you like being single? I do. Did you think you would? No. Really? Yeah. Were you sad for a while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was luckily in therapy for two years before we broke up. Um, so that was nice. Um, that was what actually gave me the, uh, helped me have the agency to do that. I think everyone should be in therapy. I fully agree. Like, everyone in the world should be in therapy. Yeah. It's nuts. Like, there are countries like uh, Argentina where people just go like it's not like it's like it's something that everyone does at least a few times a year yeah. everybody yeah um and like i've like, heard why that, not yeah why <laughs> wouldn't you go to therapy well i mean if if there was more accessible mental health access in this country right. it might be a, a way better right. conversation but i We're mean there's so much there's so much bullshit on social media like if you're feeling sad go on a run do Feeling, a face mask. Do a face mask. Just, like, don't poison your body with these medications. Like Right after I started SSRIs, I was in Florida um, visiting my brother with a friend, and he was talking about antidepressants and basically, like, well, what? Are you supposed to, like, be on them for the rest of your life? And I'm like, I would fucking love to be on I, this. If, if this helps me, life. sure. What are you going to, like, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be on that heart medication for the rest of your life? <laughs> like, are you going to take vitamins for the rest of your Is life? Is your brain important? Like, shut up. Is there anything else that you want the world to hear since I'm famous? Everyone listens to this. Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq war. But other than that, no. Awesome.